Welcome to I Wish They Knew, a show where leaders in business and education share big ideas that deserve more attention in about the time it takes to enjoy a cup of coffee. I'm Joe Hirsch. Today's wish comes from Jordan Harbinger, host of The Jordan Harbinger Show. It was named a Best of the Year podcast by Apple and continues to get about 11 million monthly downloads. Folks, I assure you that is not just coming from his wife and mom. (laughs) Uh, He, in his spare time when he's not in front of the mic, is consulting for law enforcement, military, and security companies, and is also a member of the Northern California chapter of the Society of Professional Journalists. Jordan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, man. It reminds me to pay my dues to the Northern chapter of the Society of Professional <laughs> Journalists. Yeah, you <laughs> let it lapse a couple of years? <laughs> I've, yeah, probably. There's probably a couple unread emails in the old spam folder. You spend a lot of time talking about how people can build their professional networks and make networking a science. What do you wish more people knew? Well, I, I wish people knew that this was something that you should do your entire career, because what I notice is young people, they go into a new job and they go, well, I don't need to network now. I'm new. What I need to do is keep my head down and work and just shut up and not make any waves. And that's not really true, because when you're young, uh, I'm going to be blunt here. You're about as useful as the stapler that's on your desk. Generally, your first you know, year in any sort of profession, you are an overpaid well, I won't even say what I was going to say. You're you're you are net negative for the company most of the time. Even if you're working on something important, you you know you're just not earning it out. And that that disparity between what your value and your salary usually increases with the more complex your job is. So like if you're a first year attorney, your firm is losing your salary and a bunch of other people's time and a bunch of firm money on you. You know, it's not the other way around. So what you want to do is you need to be setting yourself apart from the rest of the pack by creating relationships and you develop yourself in your career early on by developing relationships and learning what other people in the firm know. So one of the worst things you can do early in your career is, quote unquote, just keep your head down, shut up and don't make any way, you know, don't don't pop up. That's one of the worst things you can do early. And then when you're in the middle of your career, a lot of people go, Hey, why is this guy I hired four years ago heading up a project that I'm working on? The reason is also because they're networking. And and so unfortunately, what happens is people in the middle of their career go, oh, it's all about who you know, and they put like stank on the end of it. Well, that should be your unfair, supposedly unfair advantage. Your advantage should be, well, you've been here for 10 years. You had 10 years to make relationships. Why is a guy who came in four years ago better connected than you are? You know, that's a, that's a you problem. It's not a cultural problem, probably, anyway, inside your company. It's it's how everything does work if you said it yourself. And if that's not how it works, then there's another problem, but probably that's how it works, right? Yeah. So people need to realize that this is important throughout their career. What happens is people go and they're about to make partner, to use the law firm analogy, and they go, oh, I'm that guy made partner. Well, he's got better relationships. And then you start networking, but you're like nine years late. Yep. Yeah. So it really is about starting early, starting quickly, but also being consistent, right? That daily execution, that regular reach. But I guess what about the the intensity piece of that? Like how strong do those have to be? So one of the reasons people decide to put this off late is, is one, they don't know they need to do it. And then two, when they go, oh yeah, networking uh, works for this other guy that I really don't like or works for other people, but it's not, I'm an introvert. I have a medical excuse to not do it. That's all nonsense. But then the other excuse is, well, I don't have time. I'm working on this project and I've got a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a wife and a kid or both. 
that's a bunch of malarkey as well. I probably spend less than 10 minutes a day developing relationships. You know, I send texts to four people I haven't spoken to in a long time by going to the bottom of my texts in my phone, because those are those dead threads, someone you had yeah. lunch with four years ago, you know, it's at the bottom, uh, phone, WhatsApp, whatever. And then I've got a little bit of an email, CRM, connectionfox.com has a free tier. And it's like, hey, you haven't emailed Joel in a really long time. It's been over 90 days or over six months, whatever the interval is that I set. And I go, oh, okay. So I'll send one of those a day. And then I'm kind of done. People reply and I get emails in and I get texts back, but that's not really that long. I'm, I'm not going, oh, now I've got to go out to coffee with somebody every single day of the week. That just doesn't happen with busy people because busy people will say, I know you're busy, I'm busy too. Here's what I'm working on, here's what you're working on. Oh, you need a web designer? Cool, I've got a guy I can introduce you to. Hey, look, I'm off to a meeting, good talking with you. That's the end. You're not getting invited to a bar mitzvah that you have to now show up to. Very <laughs> rarely, okay, that almost never happens. Uh, and when It wouldn't be do, bad. It wouldn't be that bad. And if people say, hey, man, come to my daughter's wedding, and you're like, geez, now I got to fly to Idaho to go to a wedding. You just say, hey, look, love love being in touch. Glad we got back in touch. Can't make it out there, but have a blast. People get the hint. Yeah. And if somebody is unreasonable enough to be like, but you texted me, and now you don't want to do you know, dedicate three hours a month to our friendship, they're the weird one. Let it go. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's not you. It's them. There's also the nature, I guess, the ick factor mm -hmm. of reaching out and and feeling like you're putting yourself into somewhat yeah. of an awkward position. A lot of people, especially in sales, think of networking as ABC, always be closing, but you have a right. different tack on that. What is it? I do, yeah. The ABC, always be closing is not great. That's what sales, that's what bad salespeople do. They're like, well, if you're not closer to the deal, then, you know, yada, yada. That's nonsense. That's taught by a lot of these, like, kind of con artisty sales gurus who like call the same car dealership every single day to try to close the deal and end up getting sued or something like, you know, it's stupid. Um, that's not a realistic way. It's not how high end salespeople close deals. They're more like ABG. And that's the principle that I use. So instead of ABC always be closing, it's ABG always be giving or always be generous, whichever one is easier for you to remember. And what that means is if I'm reaching out to somebody and I'm re-engaging them and I haven't talked to them in a year or six months or three years, whatever it is, I'm not thinking, okay, what can this person do for me? It's more like, well, let me listen to what they've got going on and see if there's anything that I can do for them. And so what often happens is someone will say, yeah, I'm just working on this and I got this business going and blah, blah, blah. And I go, oh, well, let me know if you need any website help. I've got a really good web designer that I'd love to refer to you. Uh, or if you're trying to get into the podcast game, let me know. I've got a list of gear that I use that's pretty simple that, you know, people ask me these questions all the time. And they go, you know, more than once uh, a day or I'm sorry, more than once a week, uh, every day someone will ask me for something, but more than once a week, it's usually my web designer because they'll look at my website to see what's going on. Because I usually say, this is, you know, what I'm doing now. And, and have been for 15 years, someone will go to the site and go, wow, this is really good. You redesigned the website or had never been to your site. It looks really good. I will refer my web designer. It's not somebody who works for me. It's a guy who lives in New Zealand. It's a nice guy, gets it done. And then my web designer who loves me because I've referred like 50 people to him. But then there's also everyone else who goes, oh my gosh, I think you just saved me a lot of money looking around and also possibly a lot of hassle. And now I've got this one thing that I just don't have to worry about anymore. And since you vouched for him and needed your site, well, that's exciting. So that's a really big gift. So now I have two people where I've earned referral currency, but all I did was make an email introduction. 
a lot of times people go, I don't have time to be generous. You know, I'm running a business. I've got kids, you know, all the excuses they didn't want to use, they didn't want to do before when they were talking about networking. This is really easy. You could do a hundred email introductions a week and you wouldn't even make a dent in your schedule depending on how fast you type, right? Yeah. So yeah. if you're making one a day or one three times a week or once a week, I mean, it, it doesn't cost you anything. I'm not telling you to make them a website on your Saturday afternoon off. I'm telling them to introduce you to introduce them to people that they can be uh, helpful with or, for, or from. So you don't necessarily have to help them in their business. You might say, oh, you're selling this? Well, actually, I know a person who's a supplier for that. Is that a useful contact? Maybe they go, no, I'm good. Fine, at least you've offered, right? Yeah. What you're doing when you're in these conversations is trying to elicit the needs from them and see if anybody in your existing network can help fulfill those needs. And as your network grows, it becomes really easy. You know, now someone's like, I need a private investigator that specializes in missing people in the Middle East. And I'm like, I got a guy, right? <laughs> so like that starts to become really useful. And then your network is your value proposition, which is why young people who think, well, I don't have any money. I don't know anyone important. It doesn't matter. You start somewhere. And after a while, you know, 20, 200, 2000 different people that's your value proposition. You don't have to be Bill Gates to be helpful to somebody else who's in a position of power or money because you have a good Rolodex and you can develop that. You don't have to be rich, successful, dot-com billionaire, crypto kid, whatever it is. None of that matters. It's just time in the game builds your network, period. Yeah, yeah. So do you have to make the case first for your own generosity before you make your ask? I would say it. don't think about that too much, but never lead with the ask. So if I say, Hey, Tom, I've introduced you to my web designer. So I, by the way, I'm looking for somebody who's going to write the forward to my book. Would that be you? That's transactional seeming. Yeah. But if I'm like, hey, Tom, how does that web design work out? Great. We made a site. Yeah, great. I'm looking at your business right now. You know, if you need to run Facebook ads to sell your widgets, I've got somebody for that too. Yeah, I don't know. We're looking at somebody else. Hey, cool. By the way, I'm writing a book. It would be cool to find somebody to write the forward. Do you have any recommendations? I mean, I would love for you to do it, but I realize you're busy. That's a fair ask. They've taken your intro. They acted on it. It worked out for them or they didn't and it didn't, but you're making it the ask and it's a few months later. That's fine. What you don't want to do is do it on the same day or two days later, because that sounds like, hey, long time no see, just reconnecting buddy from high school. By the way, have you heard of this multi-level marketing scheme where you can make money from home selling protein shakes? And it's like, so the whole catch up was just BS. You just want the whole that you never would have done that, but you want to bring your stupid thing to me. Now I resent you for having pretended to be my friend. It's even yeah. worse than just spamming me. It's worse because we, I, you tricked me. That's not cool. So I would say you, you'd never want to do it at the same time. I like to lead with generosity over time, but mm -hmm. also an important sort of allegory or uh, yeah, maybe that's the right word to that is you de you don't want to keep score what i don't want to do is go hey tom i introduced you to that web designer how did that work out oh it didn't well anyway i need something from you and you kind of owe me this because i introduced you to my web designer and then the person goes note to self never talk to this person again because yeah. everything is a calculated transaction with them yes what you would do is ask for something and say you know th that's fine and ideally You've been helping this person out or at least keeping in touch for like a year or three. And then when you say, hey, I've got a problem, they go, hey, I'm going to jump over through and through hoops to help you because we've been in touch for three years or five years or a year. This wasn't you just buttering me up like like 
case in point, if you get laid off, but you and you reach out to people and you say, hey, do you have a job that I could look at or know anyone who's hiring? If you've never talked to them or it's been two years, they're gonna go, nah, good luck though. If you've been in touch with somebody for two, three years or even a whole year and you say, hey, I just got laid off, I'm looking for a, a, a gig, no one's gonna go, no one in their right mind is gonna go, aha, you were planning to get laid off this whole time and it's all been a ruse and you've just been buttering me up and talking about web designers and being nice to me this whole time to ask me for a job. Like that's unreasonable. Right. So you want to dig the well before you get thirsty is what I'm yeah. saying here. And, yeah. and don't keep score while you're doing it and you will be fine. It, you don't really have to overthink it. That's great. What has been the most outrageously unexpected opportunity you've gotten as a result of using some of these principles? Where do I even begin? I mean, people will say like, hey, thanks for your help there. My friend's filming a reality show. Do you want to go uh, be a part of it? Uh, another guy, uh, a booking they made for me fell through. He felt bad because I'd helped him out with something else. And then he got me an interview with Kobe Bryant um, is a sort of well, it was his job, yeah. but also it was like, yeah. you know, hey, man, I trust you with this, so go run with it, uh, and it'll be good for your career. And, I mean, things things like that have just been enormous, you know, and, and that's just the beginning. It's just what I've got off the top of my head. Sure. There have been many times where it's almost like, I can't believe that you're giving me this as a result of me introducing you to a dentist or something. You know what I mean? It's just th there have been outsized returns. And what's interesting is, Let's say you do it a hundred times. Ninety people might never give anything back to you, not because they're jerks, but because there's never been an opportunity for them to do so, and you've never had anything to ask of them. But the ten percent or the ten uh, people that do, it's just like a ridiculously outsized thing. You know, your friend gets laid off, you loan him a couple of bucks, or you introduce him to somebody who gets him a new job, and you're like, "Oh, good, I'm glad that worked out." And this guy's like, "You've changed my life." Right. So then when you really need something, this is a person who's got your back, ride or die. And you're just kind of like, wow, you'd be surprised how much these gestures mean to people. So the returns on this, while it's not one to one, you know, you help someone, they help you back. The returns are outsized when it does come back to you. And that's really why this is a kind of an obvious win for me. You can catch the Jordan Harbinger show everywhere. Podcasts are played. Jordan, thanks for sharing your wish with us today. Thanks for having me on, man. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please rate and review the show. It helps others find us. For more ideas on how to communicate with impact, visit my website, joehirsch.me. See you next time.